0: Hello, friends, church and ministry leaders, and all followers of Jesus. Welcome to another episode of the Effective Church Leaders podcast. We are your hosts, Becky and Carrie Holton, and with this episode, we're beginning a brand new series.
1: That's right, babe. After a period of rest and rejuvenation, we are ready to begin a new series. But we should add, however, that we have changed our original plans— You know, last month, we informed our podcast listening audience that our next series would be on core values of your church, but alas, that won't be the case.
0: Imagine that. We changed our minds. We
1: changed our minds. You know, as we were working on that series, we determined that it was just a heavier subject than we thought. It just needs more time to develop, so we want to give it more time more time to the development of that series before we before we publish it.
0: Right. And and we have been focused of late on helping a church cast a vision for the future of their church, so we decided that it would be an appropriate time to do a series of podcasts on vision casting. That's
1: right. Vision casting. It just seemed so to make sense. Yeah. So today we are publishing episode number 1 of what we believe will be a seven-episode series entitled Vision Casting for Your Church.
0: If we don't change our minds. If we don't change our (laughs) minds. So, start us off, hon. What do we want to say in this episode?
1: Okay. Well, that's simple. We want to say, your church needs a vision. Amen. It really does. Yeah. You know, without a vision, without a set of goals for your church, you won't know where you are going, Likely, you won't accomplish as much for the Lord as you would if you had a vision, and you won't be able to track any progress that the Lord might equip you to achieve.
0: Mm-hmm. So, Han, before we get into the benefits of a vision, why don't we first of all define what we're talking about? I mean, what is a vision?
1: I like that. Sounds good.
0: And I would say, listeners, that when we refer to a vision, we're talking about a clear and compelling picture of where you believe God is calling your church to be in the years to come. A vision is like a picture of where you believe God wants your church to go in the future, it's, it's a picture of what you want to accomplish for him in the next few years, usually the next three to five years. So we are claiming that every church needs to have a very clear picture of where they believe God wants to take
1: them. That's right. What we tell churches who are in the vision casting process and what we have said in our workshops is that a vision answers the question, Where are you going?
0: Right. Where do you plan to go? What do you plan to do in the future?
1: Correct. Just imagine asking three very important questions. Here's the first one. Why do we exist? When your church answers that question, you are defining your mission, your purpose. The second question is the one that we are addressing today. Where are we going? Now, when you answer that question, you are dreaming about the future about how you want to accomplish your mission the third question is how will we get there now this question has to do with strategy once you have a clear picture of where you are going you will need to create a plan to get you there
0: right so a vision helps churches and church leaders know or or visualize where they hope to go in the future so let's talk then more about why churches need a vision. What would you say are some of the benefits of having a vision of what God may want us to accomplish in the years to come? What are some of the things that jump in your mind?
1: Okay, well, first of all, uh, I think I think we would say that a vision sets clear goals and expectations. I guess we should talk about the value of having goals and expectations, but I trust our listeners already know and accept the value of goals
0: Mm -hmm. because we hear it everywhere.
1: Yeah. You know, every individual needs to have a set of goals that challenge him or her to grow and make progress. Every family needs goals. Every business needs goals and likely likely has them. Every institution that I can think of, if it wants to be successful, needs goals. And the same is true of churches, churches that are healthy, churches that are growing and flourishing. Have a set of goals or targets or expectations that propel forward progress.
0: Right, right. A vision is going to set clear expectations. Right. Uh, I believe that closely aligned with that benefit is the idea that a vision defines growth and success for your church's ministry. You know, what does a healthy church look like? What does growth, including spiritual growth, What does that look like? What does success look like for your church? Uh, What do the wins, and that's W-I-N-S, not W-I-N-D-S, look like for your church? A vision is going to clearly define those things. You know, for example, does your church want to grow the Sunday morning worship attendance or the number of people who read their Bibles daily? Or does your church want to encourage more outreach or mission work? or community service, or more involvement in small groups. How does your church want to to define health and growth?
1: I think that's good, honey. How would you know that your church was healthy and growing without a vision or without goals Mm -hmm. to measure that health and growth against? I don't know. I don't know how you would define church health and growth without a vision. You know, Another benefit that I'm thinking about to a clear vision is that it fosters unity.
0: Yes, I really like this one. It's an important one we don't often mention. Yes,
1: yes, it is. A vision really helps people. Well, it helps to get them on the same page. It just gets everyone on the same page. It centers the church. It focuses the church on what the church considers important. It fosters greater unity in the church,
0: right? You know, without a vision, then a church could be going in a variety of directions, that's right, and not have any real focus on what they what they're trying to do. They would not be, you know, and that just isn't good because they're not pulling together, they're not mm-hmm. being unified, right. they're not having all of their energies focused in an area where they get excited and motivated together. In fact, it could almost get competitive without without that. I agree. You know, and speaking of of this benefit, another benefit of a church's vision is that it helps to facilitate decision making. Okay. I think this one's so important, you know, just imagine church leaders having a sort of decision making filter so that they would ask what should we do? What, you know, what would what should impact the decision that we make on this particular matter? So, why not the vision be that filter? You know, when trying to decide what to do or what decision to make on any matter, decision makers can then ask, how will what we decide impact the future? How will what we decide help us to accomplish our vision, our goals? It just makes sense.
1: Yes. And by the way, close on the heels of that particular benefit, the benefit of having a filter that facilitates decision making, consider that having a vision for your church creates a framework for defining ministry priorities. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Church leaders might ask what their priorities are as they make certain decisions. For example, they might ask, should we try to hire an Hispanic minister or should we hire a children's minister? Should we try to assemble a mission team to go to Ecuador, for example, or should we plant a new church in our city? Should we focus on serving our community with teams that meet specific needs, or should we focus on building up our own Bible school program? Well, you know, how you answer those questions will depend entirely on what you consider your priorities to be, right?
0: Yes, and what will de- define or determine a church's priorities? A vision. That's what determines all that. A church's goals define their priorities, right? So one of the benefits of a vision is that it creates a framework for defining ministry priorities. Right. I just like the logic in that, and it takes out so much of the hard work we sometimes put in when we just haven't had the vision that gives us a filter and priority. gives us some clear direction. Yeah. So how about another reason to have a vision? You got another benefit for us over there?
1: I do. And this one is one that I really like. Uh, It just gets my juices flowing. A vision.
0: Let me roll my pant legs.
1: (laughs) A vision motivates. We've said this before and often on this podcast. People want to be a part of something that is moving forward. Yes. They want to be a part of a movement. They want to be a part of something that is going somewhere.
0: Yes, somewhere up, preferably. They want to be a part of progress.
1: Well, that's right.
0: (laughs) We want it in drive, not reverse. (laughs)
1: Uh, Exactly. Well, we're saying that people are hungry for meaning and purpose today. Yes, yes. They are hungry to be a part of a church family that is knocking down the walls and overcoming the barriers and obstacles to do the Lord's will. Mm -hmm. They want to be a part of a church that has a vision for the future and that is marching toward that desired future. A clear and compelling vision is just what the doctor ordered to refresh a church, to revive a church, to energize a church.
0: Yes, and I think in doing that, can we say that a clear vision then attracts talent and financial resources?
1: I think so, You know, yes.
0: a is going to motivate people to get involved, to use their talents and abilities for a cause and even to sacrifice for the vision and that's what you want you want a vision that compels people's prayer and time and their financial investments too
1: yeah and honey have you heard that old line about what came first the chicken or the egg yes well let's say this vision always precedes resources
0: interesting when you're
1: talking of those two things vision came first resources follow if you're waiting for oh, that's people. that's really good. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> if you're waiting for people and money to show up before you plan for the future, well, you may just wait forever.
0: I could not agree more. So church leaders, if you want to motivate your fellow followers of Jesus, if you want to inspire them to paint them a picture of the future you believe God is calling you to live, paint them a picture of where you want the church to go in the future. I mean, Paint it with big, broad strokes and motivate people. Well, honey, let's uh, start bringing this episode to a screeching halt. Do you have any closing thoughts? Well, of course you do. I
1: do. I have some closing thoughts. I'm
0: shocked and aghast.
1: I know you are. Well, we've been trying to persuade church leaders of their church's need for a clear and compelling vision. We've talked about the value of designing goals for the future. And honey, it's not lost on me that every time Jesus or the writers of the Bible talked or wrote about heaven, they were sharing a vision. Now, think of this passage, for example. In my father's house are many dwelling places. And by the way, I must admit, I really like the old King James Version here better, which says, in my father's house are many mansions. I go to prepare a place for you. Now, when Jesus says those words, he's giving us a vision of the future. It's a vision to strive for.
0: Mm -hmm. I really like that, and it's making me think about some other passages, you know, from the Apostle Paul's writings, for one, where he said, I regard everything as lost for the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. I regard them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. I mean, Paul is telling us what his goals are there in Philippians 3, don't you think? Then there's this, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Christ Jesus. I'm telling you, Paul had goals, and that's what we're reading there. He had a vision for the future, and that motivated him, and those goals motivate me. And I think we should have Mm -hmm. visions that motivate us, and so should every church.
1: I agree. I agree. Just
0: not going to attract people if they don't know where you're going.
1: I think you're exactly right, and and you know what we're saying here is that a vision in a church is not just something every church needs. It's it's also very biblical.
0: It's it's biblical yeah. and it's a necessity if That's you're right. going to grow.
1: Great. Okay, folks. Well, thanks for listening to this podcast entitled "Your Church Needs a Vision." In our next episode, we plan to talk about how to select the group that will ultimately cast the vision for your church, the vision casting team. We'll talk about that team next time. We hope you will plan to join us then. And until then, may God richly bless you and your church.
0: Bye, everyone.